When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's go hour number two on a Monday. I just retweeted, thanks to Zay for finding the updated side-by-side video of the Israel Adesanya pettiness. I hate how much I love this pettiness. Go check it out. Zay is at Ain't That underscore Zay on Twitter. I'm at C Hastings 1049. It's even worse pettiness than you think because the first thing happened in 2017. This isn't when he lost the belt in UFC. This is that kickboxing knockout from 17, Zay. That means Izzy's been holding this one for six years against this kid. Yeah, he can still be grounded too. Oh my god, he and can may- still be grounded. And maybe, maybe he needs to. He starts a punishment. Grounded. Oh, that's so crazy. All right, uh, so we've uh, we hit a little bit of that in the crap bag today. We got football on the board too. We'll hit football and baseball with our next guest. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier, and we do this about uh, this time every Monday. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline. He is Joe Cook of Inside Texas on three dot com, and then he's at Joseph Cook eighty nine on Twitter. As we are. Cl- Closing in on the spring game. How are you, Joe? Doing good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Look at this. We got we we get there. We get there together. The countdown is almost done. We're five days away from the spring game. Exciting stuff. So uh, by the time we talk to you next, that will, it will be done. It'll be all the breakdown and the unnecessary, you know, breakdowns and reactions both ways for what a spring game can be. What are you most looking forward to as we get ready for Saturday? Yeah, that's a tough one. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how these wide receivers play, uh, and uh, and I guess you can go ahead and throw uh, Jatavian Sanders in with that group. So I guess the pass catchers uh, this year. You know, we kind of have this sense that without a bonafide one-two punch, one A, one A, B, or one A, one B punch like Bijan and Roshan that we may see some more passing game. Uh, so, and, and that may include, uh, you know, one tight end on the field instead of two, like they had last year often to, to emphasize that running game. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how these receivers play, whether it be Xavier Worthy, who hopefully has two healthy hands, uh, whether it be Jordan Whittington back and, and healthy again, uh, and then also guys like DeAndre Moore, uh, John Fay Cook, who drew a lot of praise from their fellow players last week, and even the uh, A.D. Mitchell and, and Casey Kane, and of course, Jatagan Sanders. So they have a pretty good defensive back unit to go against, a lot of experience in that group, at least the season's worth pretty much everywhere, and uh, a lot of upperclassmen experience. So I, I really want to see how the passing game looks, and I think Steve Sarkeesian does too. He's not going to get too elaborate. With what he shows, but at the beginning of spring, that was something that uh, was a big area of emphasis for him uh, in these 15 practices. So that's that's really what I want to see. Hopefully, we have a you know it all intertwines. Hopefully, the offensive line is able to give 
Quinn Ewers and maybe Malik Murphy and Arch Manning enough time to do everything. But then, you know, maybe we want to see some sacks as well. But but if put on the spot, I want to see the passing game and uh, Quinn Ewers with the receivers. You know, Joe, when somebody changes positions, a lot of people just think of the negative, why they have to change positions, where they not getting it done at their former position. And you look at somebody like Savion Red, and I know you saw that video that's going around social media where he scores that touchdown. You see guys like B. John Robinson hyping them up and stuff, and you just see pictures, and he just looks like the guy that gets off the bus, and you're like, man, that dude, he's a running back. You know, he's that type of guy. We know the running back room is – is deep with Keelan Robinson, Jonathan Brooks, and we we know we know Cedric Baxter, CJ Baxter has a lot of hype, but it's still just such a what if. But he's, Savion Red just seems like a guy that you got to find somewhere to get in the ball and put him on the field, right? Yeah, it seems like it. And with how many different personnel groupings do you start using like to throw out, whether it be you know, one running back, one tight end, or one running back, two tight ends, and you know, variations all over the place uh, with, with those two positions. He seems like he's a guy who you have to put a point five after one of those uh, when you're talking about how he fits into the offense. He can move into the backfield. He can go ahead and uh, maybe spit out wide and, and catch some passes. And uh, that's someone who can change the rules of the defense that they have to follow. And, and that's not just with the position that they have and the responsibilities they give him, but what he's been able to do reportedly and, more than just on that uh, video clip you saw. It, it's something that he's done a good job of throughout the course of the spring. Uh, but there, at the same time, you know, there are some pretty talented running backs ahead of him, a little bit more improved, or less unproven, but not as unproven as Red, uh, especially when it comes to Brooks and, and Blue and Baxter. Uh, but, yeah, he seems like someone who you, you definitely use over the course of a game several times over the course of the season in order to shake things up, make defenses, you know, players, make the players on defense have their heads swing a little bit more and use his, his talents to your advantage. And, you know, the, run, the fact that he's picking up running back isn't much as, as a surprise. Um, if you all remember, Roshan Johnson, he really he didn't really have a ton of adjusting to do when he went to running back, and that's because when he was at Port Manchester Groves, they ran him between the tackles pretty often behind regular running schemes. And, same thing happened for Savion Red at, at Grand Prairie. He played the uh, what I like to call the, the go-win-the-game position, uh, and, mm-hmm. and that's what he did often for the Gophers, and that, that included a lot of between-the-tackles running. So I'm excited to see what he's able to do. Um, still have to figure out the format a little bit. I'm not sure when, if or when we'll be able to talk to Steve Sarkeesian this week, but hopefully it's uh, – you know, it's something that allows him the opportunity to, to get some good run behind this, uh, at least the second team and hopefully some first-team action, too. Talking with Joe Cook inside Texas. Joe, speaking of first-team and second-team, do you expect the quarterback to take the first snaps that's not Quinn Ewers? Do you expect it to be Malik Murphy? And if so, what, what do we expect from him? There's a lot of kind of mystery, I guess, around him in a way for Texas fans just because of how you know what they haven't been able to see because of his injury situation. I, I would expect him to be the number two guy. Um, you know, like I said, we still don't know. Steve Sarkeesian would prefer for this to be a, as close to a game as possible. Uh, and then there's the depth at various positions to, to do that now. I don't know if it would be offense versus defense or orange versus white or, or anything like that. But uh, as far as Murphy goes, I'm, I, I hope they take a deep shot with him. 
And I, I really hope that people are able to see some of the things that Steve Sarkeesian has seen for a long time, and that's the frame, the arm, and the ability to, to really push the ball downfield. I think all three of Texas quarterbacks, um, top three quarterbacks, have a, a great skill set for doing that. Uh, but man, when you're when you're six foot four, six foot five, when you're two thirty or almost two thirty five, it you know you can you you can put a little bit more into it than if you're six two or six three and two ten or two twenty. It's just I think that's how science works, and that's what I really want to see. I want to see him able to show off the cannon. Uh, that could include trying to fire into some tight windows. And uh, Jatavian Sanders last week even mentioned that a little bit talk about how uh, he was asked about, you know, who, who, who throws, is there any difference between receiving passes from the quarterbacks? And um, he didn't say there was much of a distinction between any of them, but he, he took a, a second to note that Malik Murphy can, can fire it in there pretty well. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to see him. Um, I think a lot of Texas fans are too, just because, he was uh, Steve Sarkeesian's first you know, quarterback that he really recruited out of the high school ranks, had an awesome reputation out in California, uh, but we just never have been able to see him in, in the program. You know, they get a lot more opportunities with practice, but they haven't had as, as many opportunities as they'd like either. So I, I'm really excited for him, and, and I, hope he, I hope he does some really cool stuff because he's, he's got a really an awesome personality and someone that, a uh, team can be can be drawn to, and uh, it'll be fun to see him work. And you know, it, it, that's not to say it wouldn't be fun to see Arch Manning work. I think the the stuff that was evident on his highlights back at, at Newman, just mechanics. I think that'll play, but we'll see. When you're second and third team, you, you don't get a lot of time behind some of the offensive lines that maybe pieced together here in a spring game. Mm-hmm. Joe, you know, last year this team defensively, they were really good of getting pressure on the quarterback, even though they didn't get the quarterback down as much as you would like. With all that pressure, they were still really good. And the guys that they brought in back, you got to be confident with them. But the edge rushing, though, that's still a question mark there. You know, Baron Sorrells, he had his time this past year where he had some solid games. And we know Justin Finkley, that type of athlete he is. And you think about Colton Vosick coming and then and Ethan Burke in his second year. What can we expect from the edge rushers this Saturday and leading into the 2023 season? You know, if there is a, a first team, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Baron Sorrell on the strong side and uh, Ethan Burke on the weak side. Though it could be just as Finkley as well. Um, that those are, I mean, they just have to get to the quarterback. They have to bring him down. And you saw some progress last year from Baron Sorrell. It was a pretty limited sack number in 2021. Now you got more in 2022. I think he had five and a half or something like that, but there are opportunities for, for more than that. Um, everything we've heard over at Inside Texas, and that's a place to be for all the information leading up to the spring game, indicates that they think it's going to be better. Uh, but there's still a pretty spirited battle going on at that weak side position, even with Burke and Finkley being the standout to, along with Juwan Tap. I think there's one thing to consider, and it may not really be evident over the course of the spring game, but uh, you know, just because of how plain they, they keep a lot of the different things, uh, I think there's going to be a good chance that during the course of the season, Pete Kwiatkowski starts to, I hate the term exotic blitzes, exotic blitzes hmm. because it makes me wonder what like a, you know, 
domestic bliss looks like, something like that. Uh, but, you know, I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if they try to make a, make a few things happen to uh, give guys matchups. Even Steve Sarkeesian has, has talked about this. Uh, you know, start to work the defense and, and present a, a murky picture for the opposing quarterback and offensive line and try to uh, manufacture pressure that way. Of course, they want it just to come plainly from the front four or via five-man pressures, but I think they're going to try and move some guys around and, and help the defense in that regard uh, if they don't get the exact, I guess, results from the front four or four-man pressures uh, that they offer. Joe, you know what that domestic blitz is. That's Reggie White, just bull rush. There's no there's no idea. There's no trickery. It's just I'm going to shove you into the quarterback. That's what that one is. Um, <laughs> hey, I wanted to get your thoughts real quick on Texas baseball. They get the series win against K-State, but I know there's been a lot of talk about uh, the circumstances around Coach Pierce getting thrown out. I don't want to be the old man here, but, I mean, come on, Blue. Can we not realize there's a trainer on the field? I know we got pitch clocks going now, but is this just a matter, Joe, of the – the umpires need to realize a situation and realize that, yeah, there's a clock, but there's also a baseball game being played? Yeah, that, that's just poor situational awareness. And um, I, I mean, we've all seen Coach Pierce get, get heated, and that certainly wasn't his first ejection as that Texas. But I don't know if I've seen it go down that way. You know, if, you're, if there's an ejection, you're, you're not going to be happy. You're going to have some, some words. But I think. And I think he was justified in saying so. It wasn't that it was just a missed call, you know, oh, that, was a, that, that wasn't a strike or, you know, that you've been given that zone all day and you changed it on that. That, that happens and that's baseball. It was just a, uh, just a total mismanagement of the situation with a player who was injured who David Pierce did a great job of defending uh, and, and making sure that, you know, he was there for his player and showing that, hey, I, I'm – I, you need to respect the fact that I'm trying to take care of this guy who's being looked at by the trainer. We don't need to get out of here in 240 instead of 250 just to make sure that Mitchell Daly is ready to go. That's my mm-hmm. shortstop. So um, it makes, makes a lot of sense. Of course, David Pierce will be back. I, I, Eric Kennedy, that ejection, that's, that's, a, that's a tough one. Um, you know, balls and strikes. They always say if you argue balls and strikes, you'll get wrong. Uh, but, man, uh, that, that – I haven't seen an angle that made it look like that was a strike. So <laughs> Me I either. understand his frustration. <laughs> I, I understand his frustration. I can I can see why uh, he may have said something. And the old saying is the magic word when it comes to umpires is you. It's not that was a bad call or that was messed up. It's you messed up. And I don't know if Eric Kennedy said that. It could have been a balls and strike thing, but. Unfortunately, with the way the NCAA works, they'll have to uh, sit out tonight's game in, in San Marcos versus the, the Bobcats. And that's, that's tough. That's the top of your lineup. That's a guy you, you really like to be the catalyst of your offense. And he's got to probably, I, I, I think he stays home in Austin for this one. I don't think he gets on the bus. So we'll see what they do. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, I don't know what they'll do. Maybe, maybe Dylan Campbell, maybe somebody else gets that opportunity at the top of the lineup. Hmm. Yeah, Joe, you can't be cussing out the blue on Easter, man. That's tough. That's tough. But let me ask you this on the basketball standpoint. Coach Terry just hired Frank Hafe back to the 40 Acres. He 
was previously at Miami, Missouri, Tulsa, and with Penny Hardaway in Memphis. What does this mean for the coaching roster, and what does Hafe bring back to the 40 Acres? Yeah, it's uh, someone who knows this area pretty well. Uh, was at Texas, I think, from 01 to 04. Had some overlap with, with Rodney Terry during the beginning of his first tenure here in Austin as an assistant, and uh, definitely a guy who, who works on the recruiting trail. Um, he's gonna be, that's going to be essential in these next couple of years with, with Trey Johnson up in DFW in that 2024 class and you know the portal always being a, a constant thing to, to have to mind. Um, and he's a, you know for Rodney Terry, he's got plenty of head coaching experience. Uh, you know, everybody else in that roster or on that coaching staff seems to with Steve McClain, even though he's not an actual coach uh, or assistant coach, I don't think he's got experience. Uh, of course, Chris Ogden, uh, Bob Donwald, Brandon Chappelle's the only one I don't think he has head coach experience. But, you know, for someone who is making, admittedly, a big step up between the program like uh, Fresno State or UTEP in Texas, it helps to have someone like Frank Hayes, who's been you know, all over and, and seen basketball over and has his own head coaching experience. So I think it's a, it's a smart hire. Uh, I think, you know, maybe we'll see what that is able to, what doors those are able to, that hire is able to open up. But um, I like what he, I, I like Frank Hayes. I thought he did some good things at his other stops and I'm sure he'll be a positive uh, aspect of the program for Rodney Terry to lean on. That is Joe Cook inside Texas on 3.com. He's at Joseph Cook 89 on Twitter. We're five days away from the Texas spring game. Joe, we appreciate it as always. Enjoy the spring game. And next week, we will review that spring game, see how everybody looked. Thanks, man. Sounds good, guys. Thank you so much. Good stuff. Thanks, Joe. Five days till the spring game and only 145 till that first Texas football game. So we start to get to maybe try to answer some questions starting this week. The overreaction of a spring game, always interesting. All right, coming up, we'll get you the flex segment. Speaking of such things, one of our favorite flex guys already showing off in a spring game. We will talk about that, plus some other offers and visits that happened over the weekend. If you missed the drama in the NBA, we will get back to that plus Zay has found the sound of Israel Adesanya explaining how petty he was when referencing the son of the guy that he knocked out over the weekend. Oh, I hate myself. Chad and Zay. All right, like this. Get a little funky on a Monday coming out of the Easter weekend. Hope everybody had a great Easter. Hmm, I don't recognize it, Zay. Should I know? Oh, kind of. Kind of? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. She's not singing yet, but. She? Yeah. Oh. I know. There we go. Okay. Um, oh, uh, is that Gloria Estefan? No. All right, I don't know who is it. 
Evelyn King. Evelyn Champagne King. Ooh, well, I like the champagne in the middle. It's well done. Evelyn King. All right. Evelyn King, Flock of Seagulls, and Eddie Money getting us started today. We appreciate all of you out there listening in on a Monday. By the way, we do have our album swap discussion set for this week. And this is a week where we have not heard either album. So I'm picking one that's kind of in in my realm, not super familiar with this artist. But I was watching the award show the other night, and I saw this Jelly Roll guy. And I watched the country community put their arms around him, and I thought, huh, let's check that out. So we're going to listen to a Jelly Roll album called A Beautiful Disaster from 2020. And last week, Zay admitted in the hip-hop realm There is an artist, a legendary artist, that he's never listened to an album of, and it's Lil' Kim. I can't wait. And my face lit up, because I've always wanted to listen to a Lil' (laughs) Kim album, because there's lots of swearing and dirtiness, and I've heard she's one of the best at it. So we're going to check out Lil' Kim's debut solo record, Hardcore. And if she calls it hardcore, it's got to be that. So we'll get to those two albums on Thursday at 2 o'clock. We'll talk a little bit of uh, album stuff. So we're doing double the work this week. Each of us, And normally we both listen to the two albums anyway, but these are two albums neither of us have ever heard. So we'll get to that this week. Right now, let's get into the Flex segment. We'll talk about a Flex superstar that looks like he's going to be pretty good at the next level. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. And yes, what I just said is probably a big overreaction. Let's try to be patient if we can. But you know how excited people get uh, when you see one cool highlight. And you can check that out at FlexATX on your social media. Cedric Alexander, the star from LBJ that set the AISD rushing record. There is now a video from the spring game this weekend. Looks like it's raining in Nashville at the time. And Cedric Alexander got, I'm assuming this is his first touchdown, a Officially, well, you know, officially, unofficially, yeah. as a Vanderbilt Commodore. So congrats to Cedric for that. At Sed28 underscore, and if you don't know, he's an SED Cedric. So at SED28 underscore uh, for Cedric Alexander at Vanderbilt. He looks pretty good in the uh, in the black and gold there, Zay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we know how good he is, breaking records here in the ATX. I think he could be a guy that could come in right away and give them a spark and maybe turn some heads in the SEC. The other thing I'm looking forward to seeing at at this next level, and and this is the thing, we may not, how much are we going to see Cedric Alexander in really close, tight, competitive football games? At LBJ, sometimes you didn't see it one way, but at Vanderbilt, you might not see it the other way. You know what I mean? Right. So when will he be in those – because he is such a great combo of size and speed. Let's hope that he can get himself into some uh, some good meaningful games there. We know he's getting a hell of an education at Vanderbilt. So you can check that out at Flex right now. Also, shout-out to uh, Jay Skoglin over there at Vandergrift. He gave Sam Houston some love for an offer. Marcus Boswell is a name we've been talking about in the 24 class from Lake Travis. He got a Rutgers offer that he let everybody know about. And then Zay – a name you and I remember from last year. Uh, remember the name Thompson Vickery? Remember that big number 11 edge rusher from Drip? Springs, yeah. Yes. Thompson tweeted out, 
a thank you to the Yale coach. And remember, Garen Duncan, the receiver, is going to Yale. He has handwritten letters. There must be 15 of them in this picture from the Yale football coaches. That's a nice touch. Nice. Nice touch. He said, thanks for that. And he says, I am looking forward to being there this summer. Uh, So uh, I guess that's at least an offer from Yale. I don't know if that's a full commitment yet, but at least an offer. Uh, And you can check those handwritten notes out and how many of them there are there at flexatx.com. Com. Uh, a lot of cool stories there. Please, if you have the stories of your folks in your area, we got a lot of them. There were some Westlake guys that went to Air Force over the weekend, including Jake Helms, the talented long snapper. Noah Long, the talented running back from Liberty Hill, uh, got some love from Columbia and was thanking them for their attention over the weekend. So all that stuff. Put it out there and make sure to tag FLXATX so Flex can let everybody know about those cool stories. But good to see Cedric Alexander at the next level. We'll see what he can do at Vanderbilt. Good stuff there. All right, so um, as we go through this Monday, we hope you are having – hope you had a great Easter weekend. We come off of the weekend with a lot of football to get to, OBJ going to Baltimore. And by the way, to update that story, $13.8 million in a signing bonus. Oh, man. Say, I saw one year $15 million, and I thought, wow, I guess he did get the kind of the neighborhood he was looking for. But his actual salary is only like one point one six. Something like that. They were able to get him that kind of a signing bonus. Now, what does Lamar Jackson do off of that? How do the negotiations with Baltimore and Lamar Jackson react? Yeah, I mean, he has to be a little bit happy because OBJ is his guy, but Lamar Jackson's not dumb either. He knows OBJ ain't that same dude he was in 2017 playing for the New York football Giants. Mm -hmm. Now... I love how OBJ has matured and, you know, he's done all the right things off the field. He's not a distraction like he once was. And you can't be. I mean, he's 30. We know it's National Football League, not for long. They call it that for a reason. So you better be respectful, Cam Newton. And (laughs) if you want another opportunity, which he's getting now, but he's not that number one. And if the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson are expecting that, then they're definitely going to be in for a big surprise because that's not what OBJ is going to bring. Now, is he going to bring a really good number two when healthy? Yes. But I say when healthy because we don't know that. We don't know if, if he'll be able to stay healthy. And Lamar Jackson knows that too. So I hope it works out. I mean, the Ravens, they haven't had a 1,000-yard receiver and I don't know when. So at least they got one on the roster now. And, yeah, I don't think this really pushes the needle for them. But, hey, if him and Lamar Jackson are tight off the field, it's my help. Does it push the needle for Lamar would be my question. That's what I'm saying. Right. Does it push the needle for Lamar? I think that's going to be big uh, to figure out. So keep an eye on that story. NFL, um, we talked about that. OBJ going to Baltimore. Huge story. Also on the defensive side, Jeffrey Simmons in Tennessee. What a big deal for a big-time defensive tackle. Four-year, $94 million, $66 million guaranteed, $24 million on a signing bonus. 
I guess I'm not the only one that thinks he's a super freak, Zay. I've been talking about this guy for a couple years and just watching the incredible stuff he does. I love it when a defensive tackle can be that impactful. Obviously, we've seen it with Aaron Donald and certain other guys, but now Jeffrey Simmons, the young man who played at Mississippi State, is getting all that money. He was going to make like $10 million if he did his fifth-year player option. Now he'll make like, what's that, 23 24 That's crazy. It is. And, you know, he's not that big name like uh... – Aaron Donald or Chris Jones, but he could ball. And, yeah, I, I think this is a lot of paper, but everybody's getting a lot of money nowadays. Yep. So what can I say? But with a team that has so many question marks like the Tennessee Titans do, at least they could secure this guy, which he's one of the best D tackles in the league. No doubt. All right, we'll keep our eye on those NFL stories as well. Coming up at 2, NBA, have you ever punched the wall or a window and hurt yourself for a while? An NBA guy did that over the weekend. Plus this Israel Adesanya sound we got to hear. You talk about one of the all-time petty Hall of Fame kind of stories. Dude pulled it off in the UFC over the weekend. We'll retell that story. I'm glad Zay went to look for the details. I didn't realize. Just exactly how much detail there was there we'll get into that plus why today matters on this april 10th up next though it's where we at in society we'll see where zay wants to go stay with us it's the horn chad and zay All right, rolling through a Monday. Oh, man, I think I know the song, but I don't know that I know the artist. This is, uh, wait, something like, oh, no, 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 Kids in America. Is that what it's called? Yep. Is this the Go-Go's? No, Kim Wilde. Kim Wilde. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Kim Wilde. She might have been in. Go-Go's? I don't know if Kim Wilde was in the Go-Go's or not. It, it has a little bit of that sound, but I think she might be a separate artist. Kim Wilde, Evelyn King, Flock of Seagulls, and Eddie Money all a part of the show today. Lots of craziness, including a petty Hall of Fame story that is building. Uh, I thought UFC was good Saturday night. I didn't realize just how crazy good it was uh, off of that. We'll get into that story in the 2 o'clock hour. Also in the NBA Have you ever gotten mad enough and punched a wall or a window or whatever? Dude punches a wall in the NBA and breaks his hand. We'll get into that story. The Timberwolves also had the Rudy Gobert incident on the the bench during the game, pushing a teammate. Doesn't feel like they're ready to go for tomorrow night's game where they will face LeBron and the Lakers. Winner gets the seven seed. Loser will then have to win an additional game to get the eight seed. We'll get to all that tomorrow. Uh, we will get to Texas baseball tonight. Texas at Texas State. Six o'clock start right here on the horn. 545 is that pregame time. Right now, though, let's get to where we at in society. See what Zay's got for us. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, I saw something uh, come across the old Twitter timeline here. Or sorry, is that the DMs? That's yeah, the DMs. DMs man. My bad. Send those DMs. All right, DMs. Here we go. All right. So normally, when you have your best season in the NBA, you could be rewarded a new contract or definitely some 
promotion type money or mm-hmm. get your name out there. You're a bigger name. You're an all-star. You know, things happen when you have great seasons in the yeah. NBA. You can write a book. Right. Things put out happen an, for the best. Put out an album. People know you more. Yeah. Yeah. For Larry Markinen and the Utah Jazz, maybe not so much. Larry averaged 26 points, around nine rebounds this year. His best season in the NBA. He was traded for Donovan Mitchell and a few other guys from Cleveland. So Utah really didn't lose the trade like a lot of people thought they would have with Larry Markinen having the all-star season he had. Mm-hmm. But he is from Finland. And in Finland, Section 127 of the Constitution mandates that all males under 30 have to serve in the military for at least six months. Wow. Yeah. That's his offseason? Yes. So he'll be in Finland, back home, serving in the military for about three months, which... He's going to have to come back because they said professional athletes, they serve some time, they go back to work, then they have to come back and serve the rest. Okay. So, yeah, he's got three months, and he's going to go knock it out. And let's hope let's hope if you're in charge of that particular military unit, you will do everything in your power to make sure that Laurie Markkinen does not end up on the front line of an actual skirmish. Yeah, I think that'd be best. It's probably going to be all right because he's the first NBA player from Finland. Is that right? Ever? Okay, so, ever. So, so first I, guy in this situation that the league would have dealt with, right? So he's a big deal up there. That's it's a little different thing. NBA coaches and front offices for years they have been used to with the European influence of the game. They've been used to checking in with guys on their national teams. This one's new though. Hey, how are things going in the military? <laughs> we good? You all right? How's how's boot camp? Yeah, wow, that's crazy. Well, best of luck to Lori Markin. Is yeah. he about to turn 30? Is that why they're no the story's coming out? Or? No, I think a couple of years now. Okay. So, like, is he going to have time to work on his game? Because that's what you do in the offseason. You work on something so you can bring it back when October comes around and you're ready to go. Well, I'm assuming what you do is, what I would at least think, is there a way to set him up as kind of a – you know, traveling USO show, if you will, for the Finnish military. Like, you set it up to where wherever he's stationed, occasionally he will do, like, you know, basketball expos. He will do basketball drills. He will, Okay, put on clinics and stuff. Exactly. He will have clinics. He will have camps. He will... Uh, to build morale. Yeah. That's a, that's a big part of it. You got these men and women out there. Sir, I'm assuming women can serve in the Finnish military. I don't know all the details. But you have these young people willing to defend their country. And, you know, you want to you want to keep the spirits up. So you do all kinds of stuff, right? You have music. You probably have comedians come in like we've done with USO tours. They probably have something like that in the Finnish military. Now he can become the, the basketball side. Yeah, Larry, <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's a good way to flip it. Yeah. Larry said to the Salt Lake Tribune, yeah, it's something that we have got to do before we're 30. So I just figured if we're not going to the playoffs this year, then it'll be a good time to do it now instead of postponing it, then eventually have to do it or make it up in time. He also said he decided to do it now and see how it goes because he's obviously never been and... Yeah, it's just mm. a must for Finland people. Wow, how about that? All right, best of luck to Laurie Markkinen. Uh, if you missed the 
NBA rundown uh, once the season ended in terms of uh, those Utah Jazz. They are not in the playoffs on the Western uh, Western side of things. Denver and Memphis are waiting to see who they're going to play. Denver's your one seed. Memphis is your two. The series we know, Sacramento-Golden State. Zay, you asked for it, and you got it. That's the 3-6. Sacramento's in trouble. You think so? I, yeah, they're definitely in trouble. I mean, this is what the Warriors, they have no need to play for the regular season. And they've dealt with injuries and all types of stuff. So the Andrew Wiggins, like, they've dealt with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Now Andrew Wiggins is back. They got Gary Payton the second back basically for nothing. He's going to be huge in the playoffs. Klay Thompson hit over 300 threes this year. He's back to what he was before the ACL and the Achilles injury. And Steph Curry looks better and better each and every game. You know what Draymond bring, uh, Green's going to bring to the table. So... Those young kings, as good of a season as they had, it's about to get real. Mm. And I like DeMontis Sabonis. I love De'Aaron Fox. But, man, the playoffs, these guys that have won four of them things already, this ain't nothing to them. And they're not going to have far to travel because it's going to be that Bay Area type series. So it's (laughs) – this is the worst matchup I think the Sacramento Kings could ask for because with all the things that the – Golden State Warriors had to endure this season. They're kind of like exhaling at oh, We've been waiting for this. Yeah, you know, I, I was saying right up the coast. I was mixing them up with the Clippers. It's, yeah, you're right. It's right there. It's just across the oh. – because they're in San Francisco mm-hmm. and Sacramento's here. Yeah, um, you're right. So nice and, uh, nice and short there. Yeah, Malik Monk comes off the bench. He might be sixth man of the year in the league. He has to be huge. Like 20-point games, which he's done that a lot this year, but – He's got to be huge because there's going to be so much attention on De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis, Kevin Herter and Murray. They're going to have to hit shots, but those guys are all so young. They're not proven, and there's nobody in the playoffs that's more proven than the Warriors. So we said the other day when the Clippers beat the Lakers, that was huge because it might get them to that five seed. They do lock in at the five. Phoenix and the Clippers. Little Kawhi, Kevin Durant. Head yeah, to head? yeah, it's disappointing kind of finding out today Paul George, he won't be available. Oh, good grief. For the f- first few games, they don't know if he'll be available if it goes 5, 6, and 7. So that's really going to hurt the Clippers. But the real storyline is Russell Westbrook versus Kevin Durant. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Russell and Russell and Kevin. You're right, right, right. For a good soap opera, that's it. Yeah, that's it. So, and as we've seen, Russell's into his soap operas right now. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. So that's that's going to be a hell of a series. Four fives always are, but yeah, a lot of big names. I'm really excited about the playoffs. It's going to be fun. Tomorrow night will be the seven eight games. Atlanta and Miami. Winner gets Boston. The winner will be the seven seed and get Boston. And then in the West, we already talked about it. Minnesota and the Lakers. The winner will get Memphis, who is the two seed. And again, if you missed that Minnesota finish to the season, it was wild. Rudy Gobert pushing a teammate on the sidelines, and then. Mr. McDaniels, Jaden McDaniels going into the tunnel and punching a wall and breaking his hand, and now he's out for the whole playoffs. Like, you're supposed to be guarding Braun tomorrow, bro. By the way, Zach. We need you. Not to be an old-school football fan, but can't they just throw a cast on there and let him defend? (laughs) Like, he can't handle, I get it, but he can't go defend? He can pull down a board, couldn't he? um, No? You're asking a lot. 
Okay. You're right. asking I'm a just, lot. I'm just checking. Because knowing LeBron James, he's going to find a way to take advantage of it. Can you imagine being out there with a situation like that, guys slapping at your hand all night long? No. Hell no. That would just be awful. Yeah, that is uh, so bad. So we've asked you today uh, on the Specs text line, 337-3776, have you ever done that? Have you ever punched the wall and broken a hand? Have you ever put the hand through a window? Thankfully, I have not. I don't have that exact story. I've done a couple things through the years I wish I hadn't done afterwards, but thankfully I've never done anything seriously wrong. Did you ever have one of those in basketball, Zay? Nope. Okay. Just a lot of punch in the air. Screaming in the pillows and stuff. Yeah, punching air. Normal things. Punching pillows is a decent idea. Yeah. Find a punching bag. Right. They have those. You know, just find a way to get that out. Um, Grab a bat and swing it at something that is safe for you to swing at. You know? Play football. Playing football. Tackling something. Something. You know how many troubled kids over the years just got put in football and then all of a sudden those troubles went away? Mm -hmm. Just everything was good. Everything was good. Like, oh, wow, this, you know, the sporting events just really structured this kid's life. No, he can finally hit somebody (laughs) legally and he's not hitting other people. Off the field. Yes, we can disperse the anger (laughs) a little bit. That's what McDaniels needed to do with Minnesota, but he did not. Uh, So we will get to a little more of that with the NBA discussion. Also, up next, one of the pettiest stories we've ever heard, but Zay and I are kind of digging it. We'll give you the background and let you hear the video of the man explain his pettiness towards a child. Do you approve or not? You can let us know next on The Horn. Soccer.